Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here with my good friend Tony Hawk, Hawk versus Wolf. We have sponsors because we're huge. DraftKings, you heard of them? You probably have because they're huge and they know we're huge together. We're, gi- we're ginormous. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off and DraftKings, the, uh, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in, the, in front and center for this weekend's Acciones. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million. Top prize with their first I got that. Deposit. got that that time. It's coming. Uh, by signing up and using the code WOLF. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick uh, your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Uh, feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at $1 million. Uh, download the DraftKings app now and use code WOLF. This week, new customers can get a free shot at $1 million. Top prize. I'm not doing Compete it with $1 million pr- prizes across the content across all continents into code wolf and get a free shot at as i said one million dollars top prize with your first deposit that's code wolf only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the nfl five dollar minimum deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details good job Are we hey, it's Tony Hawk. Oh, I'm Mike. <laughs> Tell us, Mike. <laughs> I love how I'm this much louder than... <laughs> yeah, you than are. I, you are that much louder. I, I'm just... When you... It's more... <laughs> <laughs> it's way more apparent when somebody does... We are, oh, yeah, that when you when someone sees Jason... Oh, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> Australian guy. Yeah. Well, look... It's me. I needed it's a, all I got. I needed some attention. It's all I got. I needed some attention, I guess. Thanks, mom it. and dad. Now I'm extra loud. We got attention. We're doing yeah. our show. What's up, everyone? Yeah. Welcome to Hulk versus Wolf again. Again. We're still we're still doing this. Yeah, we're great. You we're, haven't gotten sick of it. We I'm haven't not, gotten sick. No, I'm saying like you people watching. I feel like they like it. I think so. It, no it, one uh, has said, hey man, enough of that podcast <laughs> with Tony Hawk. Like, oh, no, not again. Mondays are the worst. Like, no one said that. Not uh, one. This? Oh, you gonna, do I have to sit through it again? Cool. Thanks. Man, I did an interview with Nikki Glazer the other day, and she's a very funny, very talented, you know what I mean, world-famous yeah. comedian. Super funny. Right. It's, I personally felt like, as a guest, she was the funniest guest I've ever had. I felt like an hour and 20 minutes where I was like, man, I can barely get a word in, and I don't really need to. This chick is flying. Yeah. yeah. Someone says when I post it, oh, there goes Nikki Glazer talking about coming again. I'm like, okay, she did, she talked about orgasms on the show, but I think she talks about pretty much everything in her life, especially when you start interviewing her. That's something that I can relate to. But also you have a brand of comedy. You you can sort of stay in that lane for the most part because they expect it from you. See, that made, I, I immediately felt better because as an insecure guy, when people say, oh, there he goes talking about, you know I mean, the things I talk about because I'm very repetitive. Uh, it made me feel better about the hate that's been pointed at me because I'm like, <laughs> some people are like, man, enough with the gay, I get it. And I'm like, 
I'm not so much doing it for me anymore. I'm doing it for the young people out there that think yeah. that you don't like them. And if I have to lose a follower or a fan, so be it. It's a fair trade for me. It hurts, but it's a fair trade. When someone says it, oh no, for the talk, and I, I can't help it, I go. <sighs> you, I feel like you're I, going deep into the into the comment vortex. I'm. I've. I should probably. You not. live there. I. I want to say no, <laughs> Tony. Not at all. <laughs> I, I. I. When our when our show drops on Mondays, um, I start reading them, and then uh, like pretty immediately because usually it's people that are excited that's happening. Yep. And then as it starts to permeate, then you get obviously some of the more criti- uh, criticisms. But yes. then um, I kind of just after a while, I'm like, all right, that's I got I got a general vibe for what people are feeling for this. I'm good. Okay. Well, I think I got, I, th- at one point, uh, but I've learned that from years of doing social media. I'm stuff, glad you, you said know, that because at decades. one point, uh, our friend Will Pendavis explained to me, Jason, I know that you're trying to get a feel for the fans, but it's not helping you by watching everything everyone yeah. says. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I started to push away from that. I feel like you're going into the, into the, this comment's been hidden. Oh, dude, I am. Oh, let me see it. I'm going to seal, I'm going to seal my face. (laughs) I answer every DM unless it's like, you know, you're awesome. Like, okay. But if it's like a question, I answer it. And yes, I'll go all the way into the deepest cuts of, if no one gets out, if you ask me, I know. (laughs) No one gets out. And so I do get, when the Sirius XM thing fell through, I don't know podcasting. What do you want from me, podcast world? The only way I'm going to know is to hear what you're saying. So if right. you're like, man, we should shut up. or And I'm like, man, it's going to be tough to make the show. Like me, shut up is going to be tough. But other yeah. things. Well, but also you don't want to try to sanitize whatever you're putting out so that you please everyone. Because then there's, wow. just, there's you have no edge to it. I mean, in no the power end, to it. In the end, I don't have it. I think that me thinking that whatever you would like me to do how I don't understand how I ever took offense to that or was triggered in any way. Even if it was like my mom asking me to change the show in a particular way. Within 15 minutes, the show's going to be what the show is. I have no control over my mouth. It just, (laughs) I mean, I have a little bit of control, Mm. but like what we're going to talk about today, I I thought of a couple of things to ask you to today so we didn't talk about skateboarding all the time. Oh, that's cool. And, and but I feel like there are other people that tune in because they they want to hear skateboarding deep cuts. They well, want to hear. Here's the other thing: I feel like sometimes when we talk about deep cuts in skateboarding and people that listen don't skateboard, it still works because I've listened to this is what I'm going to bring up: Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. They're that's like my favorite show. They're up my alley. I love Burt. Everything he talks about. He's not that smart. He's an alcoholic. And he blurts out stuff and he loves to be famous. And Tom's more of a like more together, smarter guy. And I'm like, hey, we're kind of like that. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say, you, your hand motions were, were <laughs> sending a signal I'm to me. I'm definitely here. the Burt Crusher of this show. <laughs> okay. Definitely. I'm like, man, famous people this, famous people that. Like, I, <laughs> you think this guy he's, will talk about me if I bring him up? And I'm like, wow, that's something I would say. Like, you desperado. But, uh, you well, know, I came in with no agenda today. Because right. it's been a pretty hectic day for me. So right. this is sort of my break. I can tell just obligation. by this week's when we're going to record has changed a lot. And I'm like, yeah. ooh, he's got to he's got. It's schedule. been tricky. Yep. It's been tricky. Um, but, you know, get, managing and- um, We always make I'm it. excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. And I'm excited for what you brought to the table because 
I just brought mostly exhaustion of a parent. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm bringing. Oh, let me, I can, you know what I can bring to the table? Uh, uh, my sympathy, because okay. I have been there and I got this, brother. I used to do seven shows a week and every now and then I remember going, Tully, Kevin, it's not a good day for me. Yeah. Just know when the mic gets hot, if you guys want to like jump in, do some heavy lifting, right. I would be much appreciated. Yeah. And they've, had, they've heard me say that so many times, unfortunately, that they're like, we got you, dude. Were you saying that on the air? No, right before the okay. mic Because yeah. now we're saying it on the air, so it's kind of a different vibe. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, we're podcasting. <laughs> but you, you admit so. you're fine. And look, here's what I, I brought in my car. I brought some boxing gloves and some tie pads. And I was like, that's not skateboarding. And maybe you could throw a couple of punches and some kicks or an elbow or something. Me? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, we're back to that. You can also not do it. I was trying to bring <laughs> stuff for the show. I'll go back to the Burt Crusher thumbs up. <laughs> okay. I think, you know what? I think maybe we should do the liquid death uh, <laughs> challenge. Tape it to your face. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll, I will duct tape a liquid death can <laughs> yeah. right here and you elbow it and break it open. Okay. Really? <laughs> El- what, is, that, is that the only thing that's going to break it open? Yeah. I think if you punch it, you might hurt your hand. I was gonna say, there, there is, a, I just realized I'm sitting myself up. There's a chance that I will get hurt doing this and I have to skate this weekend. It, the first public demo I'm doing in two years is in four days. Well, I'm very stressful about that too. It's the first uh, public uh, we'll do it skateboarding announcement. We'll do it next time. What if I get hurt? What if you hit me so hard in my brain that but I can't But then you can announce words? it like, look what Tony did to me. All right, that's a good idea. So that'd be kind of, that would be sick for me. We're gonna yeah. have to go, we're gonna have to do that next time. Yeah, yeah. Because it's probably it's a good chance that I will break my hand or my here's elbow how it would on work. your face. Here's how it would work. I got this. Uh, you get the glove, the road racing gloves that have the carbon fiber knuckles. Yeah. Isn't that cheating though? Well, dude, you know what? Fuck everybody. I don't want you to, if, you, if a can slices your hand and you yeah. get a tendon thing going, oh. <laughs> you will <laughs> okay. be so ruined it would be. I can't believe, like, this is where we're going straight to, like. You said you need to, you need to. I got I'm your wingman. All right, if I'm your wingman, okay. it's going to turn into a carnage. Okay. Well, is- it is something that we have to plan for the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying you're out of this right now. Just talking. Just talking. I okay. was just trying to bring stuff. Let's go back to your mom's house because I like this show. And they are uh, they're podcasting pioneers. They are doing the when you see the top five, top yep. ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yep. Also, he was talking to Dax Shepard saying, what's up, Dax? Why won't you, why can't I be on your show or something like that? He's got a weird little thing where he brings up about uh, the armchair because I think he wants Dax to either come on or have them on. He's trying to synergize. So like, like public beef. Right. So I'm the Burt Kreischer of Hawk versus Wolf. So now I'm doing it to Burt Kreischer. Like, why don't you come down here and talk some shit to us? Because this is the thing. Burt, like me, would probably come. Tom, like you, but he probably isn't going to come. He probably thinks <laughs> Why are you going to throw me in that? Because I'm, I'm giving you a compliment. I'm saying Tom Segura and you would be like, hmm, that sounds great, you guys, but, I mean, you're morons and lame and no one cares, so probably not going to spend my time <laughs> okay. going down there. All right. Me and Bert would, sorry, Bert and I, because I know. Where are they? They're in L.A. I'm just saying it would be a, more, a way closer of a possibility 
Bert loves Tony Hawk. He loves, he loves skateboarding and, and action and people doing crazy shit. He's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'm, I'm there. Like, crocodile wrestling, I'm there. Like, he's a maniac. He's out of his mind. Tom is a comedian who's obviously a creative Straight beast. Who, but just comes across, because I listen to the show religiously, he's sensible as, he would hate me. Like the reason I've not been invited, and I, it's probably because he's like, oh, yeah, that guy. You, th- you think they vetted you? Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Dr. Drew has been on there a few times. He's like, I pitched him to you. And I was like, you did? Thanks, dude. He's like, yeah, no response. And I was <laughs> not, like, not so much. Oh, yeah. Right. But I, but I understand. I don't take it. I get it. He's like, you're legitimately crazy. And I, uh, of sound mind, try to avoid legitimately crazy people whenever I can. So that's that's even though I, I work with one. I still say Bert is Bert is uh his alcoholism, sorry Bert, I love you, but I think he drinks too much. Like but he's but it's also a talent. I believe he can drink uh I hear a lot of comedians say that he'll drink with Bert and then they'll get up in the morning and Bert's like, you coming to the gym? And he's like um, I, I, I shit my pants and I'm <laughs> quivering in a corner <laughs> yes. and Bert's on the phone saying, come to the gym. Like, <laughs> right. So he's a different kind of human when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But that's, is, you know, he's a very, just like you, they're an excellent father because like, I follow them. Mm. One of the greatest dads, oh, well, celebrity you. dads. So I think, and you are too. I feel I like you it. and, and uh, like, it's just not that surprising that you're a great father. I think people that don't know you maybe could see you being, still like a skateboard guy that only thinks about himself or something. But I don't think I've, you were the first great father I've ever been close enough to sort of be like, oh, that's, yeah, I'll try that. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> like I like, you know, cause I don't, uh, uh, not a lot of people to follow. And, and then from the years of them, your kids getting older and just seeing that you're like, yeah, I gotta go. Cause I'm jumping out of a plane. I'm like, haven't you already done that? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, Keegan wants to jump out of a plane, so I'm <laughs> yeah. going. I'm like, not all dads are, you know, and your schedule is crazy. Yeah. To um, do all the things you do with them, it shows. I Yeah, well, it's just more, it's it's just making that priority. And I had to work, I had to work towards that. That was something that I probably didn't do enough of. I definitely didn't do enough of. Uh, in the very early In the days. early days, yeah, 15. I mean, in the early how, days, like when, when, you, when you were- When Riley was really young, I, I was 24 when he was born. Okay, so and, really young. And I wasn't making money then. Right. And I was hustling. And so I think I got in this mode of just constant go, go, go and yep. hustle because I was really trying to make ends meet. Yeah. And so that sort of, that- turned something in me where it was just like, you got to keep going. You got to keep going right. and going. And then when things got really successful, I couldn't turn that off. Right. It was like, just keep, what's next? What's, what's the thing? And then it's finally, finally, you know, probably years too late um, or, you know, to probably to the uh, advantage of my other kids is that I finally figured out how to turn that off or to prioritize it differently. All right. Um, and, it was hard. I mean, saying no, especially when you get crazy offers. Yeah, I know. It's super hard. I, like to, to like you, you're explaining the first bit where you tried so much and nobody cares. To be denied and to be working 24 hours a day to be a great skateboarder yeah. and no one's interested in anything you do. Mm. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to do it. And you're you're going to say no after all those years right. of being denied? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it was it was hard. But at the same time, you you have these children that are – that enjoyed the time with you. And so you're taking away from them and maybe you don't realize that. Right. 
because um, there are the you know the, the moments with your kids. It's not it's not about the, the fantastical trips and stuff. It's more about those moments where you actually you're talking to them and connect. Maybe they like happen on those trips. Like driving the car or something. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes I've had moments with my kids that are well, way more Kathy perishable. And took, Kathy and I took all of our kids on a road trip last year. See what I mean? In an RV. That's and so and even though it was it was hectic and it was tight quarters and yeah there was definitely a few um, disagreements in the back but <laughs> but also we had a captive audience right DraftKings I love DraftKings I, I do don't too. know you do yes do you really I do yeah I don't know much about gambling I feel like every time I've tried to do it uh, I wish I liked football because it seems like it's easier. And I always bet on fighters that are my friends to win. Yeah. How's that go for you? Not good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> real bad. I, I bet with my heart, which means I got no money. Yeah, you got to read the odds. Yeah, I don't do that. Not when it's a friend. I'm like, man, my friend told me he's going to win for sure. That's a bad look. Yeah. Uh, it's time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in, uh, in the center of the weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up and using the code WOLF. Sorry, Tony. Uh, get in. Uh, I, I just said I liked them. Sometimes they say, oh, get, get, get in on the action now. It's simple. Uh, just pick your lineup, stay under the, the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Uh, feel the NFL action and never, like, like never before with free, with a free shot at a million dollar payday. Uh, download DraftKings app now and use code WOLF. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions of prizes across all continents. Enter code WOLF to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. You do this when you say million dollars. Well, you do that. Okay. With your first deposit, that's Code Wolf only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Uh, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility rest- restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I can't say And a word. chance to win a million dollars. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here talking about DoorDash. Uh, are you a busy person? Are you doing a lot of stuff? Let's say maybe you're doing a couple of podcasts and you're skateboarding. You have to drive from LA to San Diego and you don't have time to eat. But if you don't eat and you try to skateboard after not eating, you're going to faint and fall off the ramp and bunk your head on the ground and go to hospital. I don't want to go to hospital. I want to stay uh, fueled and I want to have food when I can get food. Well, guess what, you guys? DoorDash. You can get anything from these guys. All the foods, all the stuff that you would need. You could go, you can get Cheesecake Factory. We're talking 300,000 different partners and you can go to any place you want if you want to go down the road. Let's say you're hurt. Sorry to just dwell back to my, let's say you're hurt and you can't walk and you don't want to go down just to the corner store. DoorDash. DoorDash will go to the corner store for you and bring back your stuff. What about toothpaste? or wraps for your ankle, or an ice pack for your mind. Sorry, that's just what I use. All these things are available at DoorDash, and for a limited time, listeners, our listeners get 25% off. 
uh, zero delivery fees on their first order. It's a pretty good deal, everybody. Off uh, $15 or more you got to spend. When you download the DoorDash app and into the code WOLF, you will get 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code WOLF. Don't forget, that's code WOLF for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. DoorDash, subject to change terms apply. And so we did get to really talk to them and connect to them um, in 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 closer ways. And, and it, I was thankful for that. Yeah, and yeah, the trip was cool, but the, but the moments I remember are more just like the stuff that, the weird stuff that happened when we were driving and and the connections we were talking and talking about music and whatever. No, when you hear your child say something that you go, you're like, you came to that all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. And I'm really impressed by it. Yeah. And and then you stop and go, man, what a moment. <laughs> yeah, yes. Those ones beat all the other ones. I know where yes. I, where I'll hear my son like make a joke or or a comment like, or my daughter made a comment about some people that were around her house. Knocking it, they were they're into a certain <laughs> kind of thing. I've never told my daughter what to. She can do whatever she wants. If she wants to wear a mask or whatever it is, that's great. I'm not that with them. But her opinion of these people and just the way she just chopped them down in a conversation, <laughs> yeah. it was it was awesome. It was. I was like, oh my god, that was so. That's how you feel. You you you, you probably had some do with that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, and it for felt, sure, it yeah, felt and you, so you good. take pride in that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I remember almost all my kids when the moment when I realized they got sarcasm, right. yeah, and, right? and that they could they could use it, yeah, and it was like, yeah, you picked it up, right? Yeah, no, you it's almost this. like uh, you know, like uh, if he's gonna, you know, if my, my son starts shaving, or you know, like he can just do a thing that I, I'm like, what? What you're just like officially a dude now? Like, you got <laughs> yeah. dude opinions, and <laughs> yeah. it's it's awesome. That's I love funny. it. It is funny how it seems to happen so quickly. Yeah, especially well, you are this. I'm divorced, so I see them half the time. So sometimes, you know, these these people grow fast. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel well, like yeah, I for see sure. Them. I mean, yeah, I went through that with my kids too, and and for sure there are times where you're like, oh, oh, you're you've got a <clears throat> kind of a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, like and, what's and going it's growth. on? It's evolving. Right. So, or, you know, yeah, sometimes it's, it's something, an issue, but sometimes it's just like, oh, you're, okay, right. cool. You know, we, Kathy's right now is taking our last son, dropping him off at college right now. This is, and that's the last That's son. the last of the boys. And then my daughter is 13. And that college thing sounds like a significant, every one of them has been dropped off for their- so, Riley didn't go to college, but uh, the rest all did. Spencer graduated. Um, Keegan's in college. Miles is in college. Calvin's in college. In California, or are they like um, away? Keegan's in Colorado now. Does that freak you out? Um. Well, he was in Seattle before, so he was already distant. Does that freak you out? <laughs> it was, it's been a couple of years, so. Did it freak you out when it at, started? At first, kind of, but he had homies there. It just, oh, it, it was just, just bad time. He him. went to Seattle. And he went with um, a couple of friends who were in the same college. Yeah. Then COVID hit. Oh, so when he and then everything back or just went stuck to, in there. Everything went to hell. And a couple of his friends were just like, "Well, I'm going to go back home and do school online." So he, he stayed there. Oh, oh, wow. Because he liked the he liked the snow. He liked the skate scene there. And 
Okay. Um, and then now he doesn't, his homies all kind of left. And so a couple of his homies are in Colorado. So he's there with Tavin. Tavin. Way. Oh, what? no way. Yeah. So hilarious. Living with him. Shut the fuck. Yeah. That is the fucking, not everybody would want to watch that TV show, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Your son and Danny Way's son living together. Please just, <laughs> just chat and let me just like, wow, whoa, no. And it wouldn't even have to be like just whatever their brains are thinking. I would love to know. Yeah. It sounds so exciting. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's cool. I'm just I'm happy that I feel like he's <laughs> he's gonna have a true college experience now instead of being stuck. Yeah, right. Stuck in a in a dorm going to college online. When you can't actually go to like that whole thing was just. Uh, I heard they party a lot though, Tony. The uh, the 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 boys in college. Yeah, I've heard that too. Right, I never went to school or anything, but right, I heard that. They Not were. our boys though. No. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna. Your son is partying, dude. He's doing beer. <laughs> He's bombs. already been through two years of. College. Is he getting slapped with a paddle and stuff? <laughs> Are you talking about Animal House? I, that's not. That's not is what that, all frat people do. <laughs> oh, you mean is he is he like going through hazing? Yeah, but they don't all get hazed. They're not. They? Those guys are not in a. They're on a frat. Miles so, is in a frat. Right. So he's getting paddled. He he did. They did a weird. Well, there's there's a lot of laws against the hazing process now and the things that. Oh, that was a yes. So their hazing thing now is like you have to wear a suit for a week. Oh, oh. Just weird stuff like that. It's like. Jackasses, or or into- you have to be on call all day long. I'm going to call you. and You got to recite something to me. So oh. that kind of thing. Oh. Well, yeah. I think I'd rather get paddled. I mean, I, I think they probably do some more subversive stuff, but they don't talk about right, it because it's illegal. Did yeah, I don't. One time I saw them. One time my friend had a girlfriend that was in a sorority. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So we went to a. Clearly, so- we didn't go to college. <laughs> I, I so right, you, pl- you pledge allegiance? Pledge? To the teachers or the flag? I can't remember. <laughs> to your frat. <laughs> it is to the frat, right? Yes. So we go to this house and I'm, I have no, I'm like, whoa, it's a big house. And it's just all girls. I'm like, what the hell? This is so weird. I'm like, wait, do they all live here? And Colin's like, you don't, what do you, what, what are you, an idiot? I'm like, yeah, yeah, mate. I don't know what the, you know what I mean? So he's like, I can't even deal with you. Like, just go over there and have your mind blown. So I'm just looking at all these people and they're all like, I'm like, what the fuck? These are all like adults living in the same house. They've got weird jingles they do together. There's posters of themselves everywhere. I'm like, idiots, this place sucks. <laughs> I want out of here. So then I leave. I'm like, I can't stay in this house anymore. I'm going to wait out the front. The house next to them or to, I don't know, right next to them, it's got a bunch of dudes in it. And all the dudes are lifting weights in the living room. And they're like, what are you looking at? I'm like, fuck off, idiot. And they're like, what'd you say? I'm like, fuck you, fuck all you fucking idiots. Oh my God. And then all these dudes come out and I got to like get put in a car and driven out of here because I'm going to get frat beaten. I'm like, no, I'm not. You just wander upon a normal like sorority house and frat house. (laughs) And then you're picking a fight. I didn't. Okay. Someone, they said, what the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> but you probably were looking at them. Yeah, because they're a bunch of dudes with the weights <laughs> in a living room. Oh, it was so weird. Who puts the bench in the living room? Like, you guys don't have a couch or some shit? It's such a weird get up. Wow. But yeah, that was my, and then, yeah, and I was like, well, those guys are angry. 
I'm like, note to self, don't get in a frat. <laughs> don't join a frat. Yeah. Seems, see, I feel like I would be picked on it in a frat. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone gets picked on in a frat until you move up to the- And then you do the picking on. Level. Yeah, then you do the picking on. That's it. It's this endless cycle. That's, yes. And that's life, right? You're like, you get- <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Which is-, which is it's life I'm in four a, years. Which is why I'm against frats. There you go. Because you're raising somebody to be like, yeah, you shit on me until I get to the top and then I shit on you. <laughs> no. The, no, you shit on someone else. Yeah. When I get to yeah, the top, right. I shit down on everybody <laughs> yes, else. that's it. Right. Yeah. Which is- It's like- <laughs> You're working nine to- You're working your ass off. It all in- It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It's a mean one though. <laughs> you're, you can't wait to get to the top to shit on everybody. It's like- what about get to the top and rejoice and help your fellow man? <laughs> no. No, no, I know. No. No. Highest level of education. Get to the top and start shitting, son. <laughs> Welcome to the frat. That, well, that is just the frat, though. That's not, that's not what they're teaching at the schools. Well, yeah, it's a maybe. weird thing that when you get to that level, all of a sudden there's a, it's more, it seems like more of a gang mentality. You've really got to have a click or you're not going to last. Do people go to fraternities and stay solo? Is that a thing? Stay solo, like like they're in the fraternity, but they 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 live they outside just, of it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not privy to all. You the, didn't go either. I'm sure. No, I didn't go. How much school did you go to? High school. What? How old are you when you leave high school? Eighteen. Oh wow! So not not much. Not much. That's not much of an education. Not much schooling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was. It's funny. Somehow my senior picture has been. I don't know, has been surfacing recently. My senior high school picture. Yeah, why? Just in the last the, couple of days. the sweet thing. Yeah, because it's, it's straight up 80s. Like it's, yeah. it's very iconic of 80s. That was a, a win. That was I, a, had, I had this going. And you had the, the only we'll, people that we'll had a better it. 80s haircut than that was like people in the Smiths and shit. Like you had, <laughs> your one was like, but was a solid Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a pretty, uh, I'll show it to you. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, Textbook, like California. oh yeah, that's what you think of, like oh that's that's whatever. Tony Hawk with his McSqueeb, yeah. and and it's my high school photo, and I've got this this shirt with geometric shapes on it that's red and black and white, and it's right. just it's just eighties. Yeah. So I guess that's why it's surfaced. Okay, but um, I forgot where you're going with this. Oh, that is the only photo I have from that school. So I didn't show up to the yearbook photos. Skating. I was just skating. I just didn't care. I was right. like, no. And then I realized, well, okay, I'm actually going to graduate high school. I might as well have some documentation of that. Fair enough. So I showed up to the senior high school photos. Big of you. <laughs> Ooh. And, you know, gotten my Did best. Did you have a girlfriend in high school? Um, kind of, not really. You weren't uh, very good with the ladies back then, right? Yeah, I know. Even though you were Tony Hawk, yeah. the pro skateboarder? Because yeah, in the I 80s, just, I didn't, even if you were like the number one skateboarder, that wasn't cool, right? Not in, not really, not in high school. It was cool if you went to, if you went to some big event or you went to the skate park right. and one of the skaters, but civilians, like not. one of the skaters' older sisters is there or right. something like that. But yeah, not, not in the general. Wait, you populace. hooked up with one of your skater friends' older sisters? No, I just mean, I <laughs> That was that was just sort I was of a, get the that was a general. <laughs> was what was a, her name? <laughs> that was more of a, a, a general idea. How about you get a Facebook finder? Oh my god! I follow some people that I've dated that I like. Was just a little thing that I had with somebody when I was really out of control, and now 
they're a mom and they're like older and super normal and lame. And um, and, <laughs> what? and I what follow you- I follow them because I'm like, you know, good for you, good for you doing yeah, look, doing you know doing I mean? life, doing the normal life. Yeah, you look like you've got your head on your shoulders mm. and you got a beautiful family and you go to work and you're happy about it. Like you, and you were point, not affected by my interaction with you. Yes. <laughs> That's what you mean. Kind you of. You were not tainted by, by, by Why'd you come together? over in the first place? You know, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Because to it was, they were in college. Right. It was a, f- yeah, she got, yeah, maybe she was in a sorority and they were like, yeah, you should hook up with that skateboard guy in the dog kennel. That'll work out. <laughs> exactly. She's a nice person though. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking. Oh, okay. So anyway, the senior picture, I, I, I got my diploma. I, this is a true story. I got my diploma, mm. picked it up, didn't go to homecoming, didn't go to- Do you have what? a book hat on? Yeah. Right. Didn't go to homecoming, didn't go to formal whatever, didn't go to the, the prom. Yeah. And then I got my diploma and I skated to my car. Like off I the stage? Skated away. Oh. No, not off the stage, but just once I got it, Got my, my skateboard, like I used to keep it near my locker. Right. And then just skated, took off. That was it. Didn't look back. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it sounds fantastical, but I do remember thinking like, I'm not done with that. That yeah. was not, I, I didn't have an enjoyable high school experience. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to high school either, but you. <laughs> I look at this under your breath. I didn't go to high school either. I didn't have a. <clears throat> what was the last? I, I got, uh, I went to high school year seven. So grade six, then year seven's high school, I think. And then they made me stay down. Wait, how many years in Australia? Of what? Of, of, of school, 12? Sure. <laughs> one, yeah, one, grade one to six, then year one to six, yeah. And if you go to year six, that's like university, I think they call it. Man, everybody in Australia I don't even know and how to everybody translate in America. That. So like, you're saying year seven. You're saying it seven. wrong, Jason. I know it. What? So you, you, you dropped out of year seven. No, year seven, I stayed How down. old were you? Uh, 16. Okay, so you would have been probably a junior. Sure. 10th grade here. Just oh, want to translate okay. that to everyone. Okay, so yeah, I left. left. Yeah, but I, was, <laughs> I, I failed seventh grade and they put me up to year eight. So I didn't even pass a year of high school. So Got I was, it. my dad was like, you should just get a job. You're, you know, you're too stupid. <laughs> Was that those was exact words? Yeah, it was a different era, you know. We agree. I agreed. I, I didn't take that as an insult. I remember trying. There was a few times there where I was like, "I'm not gonna dick around" because everyone's pointing out that I'm gonna fail. Like it wasn't like <clears throat> people were like, "Hey, why are you not doing stuff?" And I was like, "Okay, <sighs> I don't understand words, words, it, numbers. I, I can't uh, read it. I can't right. write it. I don't know how to add it. I don't know what you're talking about." And then my dad was like, "You should just." Get a job being a brickies laborer, which is, uh, you know, when you it was uh, referred to me as digging holes for a living. And I was like, yeah, no problem. But brickies then skateboarding labor. came, and then I remember the same thing. I remember telling, I didn't uh, get a diploma. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I just said, wow, <clears throat> this is definitely not going to work out. But I tell you what, pro skateboarder, and that was before anybody who was born in Australia uh, had ever been a pro skateboarder. And I was like, I'm going to do it. All I need you to do is just let me live at your house and feed me uh, for six months. And then uh, six years later, I got my first check from being a pro skateboarder. But you were still in Oz then? No, I'd, I'd moved to America. By You're then. here, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first real check I got. It's funny, I saw 
the a Hill brother at a boxing fight. My best friend who had his last boxing fight the other day, he's training uh, the guy that sponsored me. He owns uh, the distribution of all skateboarding in Australia. Hardcore it was called. But they sponsored me uh, Vision Streetwear when it was all big and it was like mm-hmm. the pants and the mm-hmm. skateboard. Full sponsorship of boards, wheels, uh, everything. And it was $163 every three months. It was the most odd salary that made nothing except me pro. Huh. And it, it was like something that they had to, I don't know how or why they paid me, but then the real check that I ever got from skateboarding was when I moved to America and it was the fourth time that I was here and Element started paying me 600 a month. And then I got a raise to 700 and then I got stuck in Vancouver because I didn't have a holiday visa. I had a holiday visa, not an athlete visa. And that's when the Red Dragons picked me up and Colin was like, Colin McKay was like, Bones Brigade, dude, George is running a tight ship over there. They'll get you an athlete visa. Sure, it's not like the coolest thing. He's like, you're a vert dude. You ain't cool anyway. This is the move. And I was like, I will try that. And then, yep, I got an athlete visa for two years and that was really good. It was George Powell is probably the only one that could have pulled that at that time. Yeah, yeah. He was <clears> the only was, one responsible enough and with the right connections. And they took care of me. I love, that was to me my, uh, my peak of, of uh, being a, a skateboarder. That was like the bonus brigade and going to see George and having the little meetings and them always trying to be encouraging, like, hey, man, don't drink so much. You know what I mean? Because it was always like, he's great, but he's a train <laughs> yeah. wreck. <you> know? <laughs> yes. I remember Michael Furukawa watching me in Still a hotel there. room. I know, right? I've <clears throat> seen him at a trade show yep. a couple of years ago. Love those. I will always love those guys. But him watching me late at night in my room and I'm like, wow, it's getting pretty tired. Like, I'm going to hit the sack. And he's like, hey, okay, Jason, okay. Oh, because you were, you were going to go. Because Yeah, I was like, as soon as he leaves, I'm going. Like, I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> Getting babysat. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, when I, uh, <clears throat> when I was in high school, things started getting a little crazy with skating just in terms of traveling and doing stuff. And I was, I was 16. <clears throat> and you were traveling the world. <clears throat> um, I was starting to. So you've gone to a couple of countries to And do- so I chose to take, it's not called the GED. The GED is like a high school equivalency test. Yeah. Where you, you take this test for a whole day, for half a day. I don't know, it's like six or eight hours. And yeah. then if you get everything, if you get enough stuff right, you have a high school diploma. Oh, okay. Right. It's usually called the GED, but here in California, it was called the CHSPE. Okay. And so I took that, but I could feel the disappointment from my parents. That I was you didn't gonna, go the whole way. That I wasn't going to go all the way. And they, they still wanted me to look at colleges. And so, at, you know, my- and, They and, didn't believe that you were going to make well, a my parents, Well, no, my parents were always, they were always supportive of skating. I was going to say, your dad took you to- but, but my mom was an educator. A teacher? A teacher, yeah. Oh, dang. Um, she taught at a community college. And so, it, and she got her doctorate in business education. But, but so that was always, that always weighed heavily on me. And so I did go take it. And I got it. And I thought that when I got it, I passed. And when I got it, that they would be like, all right, just go. And my dad was like, yeah, you should, you know, finish up. And, and maybe you should go look at a college. Like you take a couple classes. <clears throat> and so just to appease him and her, I went looking at college campuses with them. Yeah. Oh. When I was 16 or 17, yeah. and I looked like a runt. Like I used to get, I was so small when I was 16, I used to get pulled over. Because cops thought I wasn't allowed to drive. Oh, shit. Like, it happened a few times. And so I'm walking around college like 
like I'm someone's little brother. Yeah. And and looking at places like, what do you think of this? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like a school, I guess. Sure, whatever. Yeah. No interest at all. No. And and knowing that I'm just not gonna sign up. Like right. I, I know that <clears throat> I've got these, I've got these opportunities happening. And I didn't know how long it would be. I mean, obviously you think you're invincible and you think like this is gonna happen forever. But at the same time, I was like, but I do have this window of opportunity and and I feel like I should really do that. So when I did get my equivalency credit for high school, I showed it to them. And by then I'm in my junior year um, and I'm already taking elective courses because uh, I have independent PE. Yeah. So independent PE, what is that? Skateboarding. That counted? <clears throat> no, I made it count. How'd you do that? So they had a they had a whole thing. It was pretty cool. Uh there was one other skater in my school, Ted. Ted Air. Shout out up? to Ted. Um, and uh Ted and I, uh, well, also my our friend Corey. I, I take that back. Um, Fuck you, Corey. Corey, Corey what's no, up? Fetterman. Fetterman was awesome too. Oh, but, why but, you get your but, last name? You're big. But Ted and I, Ted and I. We read, like, we were, we were like lawyers. We read what it takes to create a course, right? Because you can do independent study if you create the curriculum for your course. I'm talking about for physical education. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so you create, like, what are the objectives? What is the training that you're doing? How are you going to do this? And so we just started bullshitting so hard on these forms. Just like, what is the objective? The objective is to get much more solid uh, aerial maneuvers. Yeah, Right? Solid game plan. <laughs> yeah. And to have our stamina so that we can do full 45 second runs. Oh, very and smart. Just going deep into like, we want to make sure our rock and rolls are, are more powerful. It's just whatever it took. Uh, me too, man. I relate to that. <laughs> and, and they went for it. And we submitted it. And because we did all of our due diligence on it and because we filled it out completely, and we had Grant Britton at um, Delmar Skate Ranch to sign off for our hours of skating, that was it. Like when we had that, then we then we had the all the pieces we needed. Did you get an A plus for skateboarding? <clears throat> I, you just get a pass or fail. Oh, you um, pass skateboarding though. Yeah. Oh, and maybe it was maybe it was grades, but but we would have Grant fill in hours that we skated that were just excessive because we were there all day. I know, right? So we, we would go to the skate park right after school, <clears throat> two or three o'clock. Leave at whatever nine. Right. When they turn the lights off. Yeah. And then he would just say like, oh yeah, they were here from this to this, skating the whole time. They were. <laughs> we were, we're yeah. skating the whole time, playing video games too, but. Right, but putting in work. <laughs> um, and for for years at Torrey Pines High School, you could take our course. You hooked up people to do yeah. skateboard, man. That's pretty they, sick. They owe you. <laughs> so by my senior year, so that was, that was one elective. So I, I would get out early. And then by my senior year, you only had to take five classes. And so yeah. one of my classes was skateboarding. Yeah. So I in my senior so really year, I got out four. at lunch every day. Okay. And so that was for me, that was the the deciding factor where I was like, all right, I'll see this through. Cause I'm only here from eight to eleven thirty. Yeah. In my senior year. And that's all I need to get an actual diploma. And I know that'll make my parents much happier. <laughs> but it was got- hard because some some of the classes, especially like physics and stuff, I would have to travel for <clears throat> for skate events. And uh, you're doing homework in the hotel. Well, <clears throat> I would try, I would try to make up all my work, yeah. But a lot of times I had to be in class just to learn the lesson because oh, there's okay. no online, right? You know, there's no online learning or yeah. distance education, whatever. So I remember a couple of times, especially in physics, there were such complicated 
theories and stuff. And then they would send me the work or give me the work to go home with. They're like, oh, this is what we're going to be working on for Thursday and Friday. And then I'd be like, I don't, I do not, just to even make sense to me. Yeah. This is like, I know how that feels. And so I would turn in what I thought it meant. And he's just like, no. No. Some, a lot. So my grades suffered in my senior year, but I passed. Okay. And then when I finally did graduate, things were exploding in terms of skateboarding in the 80s, Bones Brigade. This was 86. So that must have felt good. And so that's when my parents were like, all right. Because you were getting- Go do that. Right. And you got a degree. I was, well, yeah, I was already, already had a house by then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's, when they, that's when they gave me their blessing, but they were thankful that I graduated. And I mean, there's part of me that's like, yeah, it's cool. I got a high school diploma. Yeah, no, I would have, as much as I shit on education <clears throat> because I don't have one, I would love to have that under my belt. I, I don't know how much longer I'll live. I mean, I've got a couple of things I want to achieve, but that's on the list. Like if I get past yeah. the athletical stuff in my <clears throat> life, I would like to get a little bit more of an and education. And also- I, I, It's when, a little when, bit embarrassing. Yeah, when frankly. kids ask me, like I encourage, I'm like, there are things that I learned in high school that I, I carried over into yeah. skating and, and learning to do business right. and learning to- do other do other issues like like manufacturing and things. I definitely learned those basic skills or the 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 concepts of them in school. Right. And so I don't ever discount the fact that, well, yeah, I just graduated because I wanted to say I graduated and then I went off to be a pro skater. Let me ask you this. Do you think that you got an education for business uh more so from your parents or or from your your schooling? Uh from my schooling. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, my mom helped a bit, but her thing was kind of beyond. It was just different. Her her hers was was more formal business education, okay. and I'm in this weird, wild west world of pro skating where we're just throwing anything against the wall to see what works. Right. Um, it's a little more, it's a little more refined now, a little. But you know, it's still it's still very, um, it's still very different. It's still very cutting edge. So there's there's still ways that you can be a pro skater and carve your own path and make it work. Right. There's more ways now. There's ways, just, yeah, many more ways. They're just way more <clears throat> difficult. Yeah. They're all way more difficult. To be a professional skateboarder now seems to be, <clears throat> I mean, I guess just depends on the era, but I'm just so impressed by what everybody does these days. I guess I was just as impressed when I was in my prime, but it just seems like uh, a lot of the girls I see on the, uh, <coughs> on the internet skateboarding, they couldn't do that ten years ago. They didn't have well. They didn't. They definitely didn't. Didn't have the resources or the welcome, right, from the general skate industry. Um, now it's just it's open arms. Good. Come on in. Yeah, it's Good. amazing. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a the whole thing. The old the the turnaround of skateboarding being to, what I remember is kind of closed minded and 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 angry kind of carried a, a little bit of sustain towards the rest of the world. And now it's like, you know, it's gay skateboard <gasps> companies and a gay skateboard park. And I'm like, what? I totally would have gone there. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know, you know, at one point, if you were to, yeah, man, we're opening a gay skate park. Good luck anybody going into that skate park. And now it's like, nobody cares. They just go to it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to. Yeah, so I think- No, I, I once saw you getting hassled at a skate event by other pro skaters because there were rumors that you might be gay. 
And I, I watched it in real time. And I was like, why are we even, what is the point of this? And yeah. yeah. Wow. I know the, I know exactly what you're talking about now because I forgot about the contest. Like I, there, to me, it's two different days or two different lives almost. Like I remember at one point in that contest, you were like, I bet you can't nose grind over that rail. And, and I was like, okay, deal. And then I made it and you had your wallet in your pocket. And I was like, who has their wallet <laughs> in their pocket in the fucking final? Like, and it wasn't a shit wallet. It was like a fucking you know credit what? card. I, I, that's Mac so funny. People used to give me shit about that. that there were like, that was, that was a, um, to them, that was a symbolism that they're like, I only cared about money because I have my wallet in my pocket, but it's because twice I got my wallet ripped off from the deck in my, in my pants, in my bag from the deck of a vert ramp. Twice. It happened to me twice. And so it was like, fool me, fool me once, fool me yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just skating my wallet in my pocket. Yeah, fair enough. I That's would do after that. And, just, and it wasn't like, just leaving your car. Like you had to go pay, in place we go, you had yeah, to pay to skate. And it was yeah. just the whole thing. Anyway, but I remember- uh, Phelps used to give me a shit about that all the time. Like, you're the guy that's keys with the wallet in his pocket. And I was like, I know, but it's for a reason. I love the, but his theory is because you have so much money that like, that's the- Or that I'm hoarding it. Right, that I'm, because that I'm, yeah, you I'm have so miser, much money. Yeah. You know, people have a lot of money. They, that's how they get a lot of money. It's because they're tied and they, it's like, shut up. <laughs> broke, jealous. There are, there are photos though of me that I've seen in recent years where I'm like, oh yeah. There's, there it is in my to pocket. To me, I was blown away because it was thick enough to the, if I was like, if I slam, yeah. that's going to well, like why, that's how I learned my, my hips off. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I stopped, for one, stopped putting in my pocket because I did. <laughs> I ate shit a couple times. I landed on it. But also, that's why I put my phone in my left pocket too because I fell on my phone falling forward in my right pocket so many times. You may, I've started <laughs> to skate a little bit with it in my pocket, but I... I'm like, no, nah, I'm not good enough. I should take it out. Because I'm like, it's so convenient. They're so thin. If you want to film something, you just pop it out of your pocket oh, and put it best. back in. It's like it's nothing. awesome. Yeah. My, my phone, like if you ever see my phone come up on AirDrop, it's called Tony's Follow Cam. Right. Because you do an excellent <laughs> job out there. That's, well, once I got the wide angle lens, it's game on. Right. Yeah, but I also, that, the other part of that contest, I do remember <clears throat> um, really incredible anxiety, you know, for for not knowing what I am or, you know, and the person that was like throwing that around to everybody, cause he was telling fans. He was like, make sure you tell Ellis he's an F-bomb. And I was like, wow. But it wasn't the feeling I would have now is like, how could somebody be that angry at somebody for their preferences? Right. But at that time I was like, oh, you know, if, if anybody knows that, I'm exposed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm, I mean, in the end, sucks. I don't really talk about it, but I mean, I went back to Australia, dude. I, I gave up being a pro skateboarder because every contest he was there doing that. And half of the people, because he was better than me, backed him on it. And I was like, I, you know what? It's not fun for me anymore being here. Matter of fact, worst place I could be is at a skateboard contest. Cause this dude, he won't fight. He just keeps talking about how he's gonna, and I'm like, just, just do it. Like, let's end it. And it's because uh, I remember getting, I was scared to fight, but I was also like, this is, I'd rather not be here anymore. So I'll fight for this to end. Mm -hmm. But he just wanted <clears throat> it to just keep going and for everybody to yeah. be mean. To <clears throat> I'm sorry to bring it up. I just, I, I do remember it. I'm good now. Yeah. You know, I'm good. I'm better for it now because I feel like, uh, like I just said, 
seeing skate parks where people have rainbow ramps, that probably wouldn't have brought a smile to my face, the smile right. that I get now. Where I'm like, good for you. I don't care. It doesn't, I don't, now I'm better for it. And nobody, you could call me whatever you want, doesn't bother me. I had to go through that to be mm-hmm. who I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy for everybody who doesn't have to hear that. And I think that people obviously still hear it, but way less. And I just think, right. good for you, the world. You know, if you're uh, trans or whatever you are, you're, you know, you're, you're him, her, they, them, I don't. And and you go to the skate park and, and everybody treats you like a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what happened to me. I'm just happy that we're in this era. And I look forward to, you know, later on where it's even more of like, yeah, good for you, man. Literally, who cares? Yeah. That'll be a great time. Yeah. We're definitely closer to that now than ever. The kids show promise. Yeah. My children are just like, yeah, good for you. What, what do you want? Oh, yeah. Right. Same, yeah. Are you kidding? My daughter? Right. 13. There's a whole, there's a whole understanding. They barely care. Quali- that's how, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's that's awesome. the best yeah. part about yeah, it. You can awesome. tell that they barely mm-hmm. care because it really doesn't mean anything. Good for you. Love him. Love <clears throat> right, her. Right. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some weird reason, it's very yeah. difficult for everyone else to go down that yeah, path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. But the kids are, kids are, that's, that's the era that we're growing up in. Like, yep. It's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Very much so. So what else did you want to talk about? Um, no. No, that was it. I don't have anything. Oh, that else. was it? Yeah. Oh, I that was... you came in like loaded with a bunch of subject matter. No, I just didn't want to go too much into skateboarding again. <laughs> okay. But I think if I don't skateboard, that's going to help. Let me ask you this. So 50th birthday, it's before my fight. It's like a month before my fight. Okay. And what's the goal on your 50th birthday? I don't know if I want to th- I'm I'm I think I should definitely slow down on trying to have goals in skateboarding. I think maybe coming and skating and taking it easy until the fight's over would probably be the best idea. Okay. And if- you're 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 talking to me as if I dictated something that you're supposed to do, like you're trying to get out of it. You said you should do a kickflip indie, and that's the trick. So it's not your fault, but you started <laughs> something that I can't finish. But yeah, but you're but you're acting like somehow I've I've imposed this. Like no, no, oh, don't back out now, damn it. No, I we didn't think you were gonna say that. Is, I was asking your opinion. Do you I, think it's a good idea that I? Haven't I think you're. I think you you've you have come so far in skating in such a short time in terms of getting back your rhythm and stuff. Like, yeah. well, I, who cares about a kid from Indy? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah, cares? wait till later. Sure. I, wait, well, yeah, also, but in full disclosure, the ramp is not here right now, so you're, you're not getting in that rhythm yeah. anytime soon. Uh, it's in Salt Lake City for the vert alert that already happened. Sorry. It's going to be so awesome. I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was so awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Um, so when it comes back, you can get back in the rhythm, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's the, I don't, I don't think that's the end all. My only uh, problem is, can I come to the ramp and skateboard in a casual manner for the next two months? You should be able to. All right, that was a really good answer. See, this is so Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer right now. You're like, you're saying all the things that should be said for a maniac. Well, also, I'm not joining you in the Kifabini quest anymore. So. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he did it. <laughs> We talked about that. Oh, we did? Yeah. I thought we talked about how we both didn't do it. We're not at making it yet. No, that was one show prior. Oh, then so the, last the one show that, that comes out was, now is going to be how yeah. you made it and I didn't? Cool. Yeah. We're past that. Let's not make that the promo. 
<laughs> hey, Ellis, so, yes, don't remember when I made that Google video. You didn't. Check us out next but week. But also, you, you were talking about how uh, Jimmy Wilkins did the uh, slob air pointer. And yes. It's your trick. And yeah. Um, we, you know, you got, you got some wins yeah. and, and you, you, I, I'm telling you when you, you clicked in when you had that body work done, you clicked into something different. And I feel like if, if that's where you are now, it's going to get a lot easier. I agree. Um, I really do. It's going to get all easier to just cruise too, because your whole thing is that you came with a goal in mind. And when you reached that goal, that was not the end of the session. And usually it was in the same exact run that we were like, oh, I made that trick. Let's do something else. Dong. Yep. Yeah, we're learning slowly and, <laughs> and hopefully I'm strong enough to persevere. But, you know, this this lady that's working on me and getting my hips and all these different muscles that aren't firing off from all my injuries. She showed me photos this morning of uh, when I first came in, how much lower one shoulder is. They're too far forward. My back doesn't work. My one leg is forward and lower. And I'm like, I feel like some sort of weird lizard creature or like maybe I should move to like a castle in the and like drag a leg and have a hump on my back. Like I, I feel like it's yeah. getting really crushed. So to know that she's, she's like, don't worry, I'll get this back in line. Like you will do a squat and use all the correct muscles by the time I'm done with you. Just to know that I'm not doing any of these things while training for a fight and trying to do skateboarding, which these days has made me even more uh, convinced that skateboarding is one of the hardest sports in the world. I haven't done all the sports, but I've done <clears> a lot of sports. Sure. Tedious. <laughs> it's funny when you, when you say how she's getting you all in line. Like I, I, I have a different perspective on, on my body where something happens where it's like, oh, this is happening. And now this, like my neck is more turned this way all the time. And that's just how it is. You and want so I, to get it fixed. I've tried. I mean, I've, I've actually, I've definitely tried to get my neck more in order. Okay. But, but there is just sort of a new normal that my body's at. And it's just like, all right, that's where we're at now. And, and I've, I guess I'm not, I'm not in the place where it's just like, I had to go do all this work and try to get it exactly the same. Like I'm happy with how I function. I feel like I can still skate good. And that, that works for me. It does. You know is what I mean? Would, like, yes. I don't care if I can't get into some crazy yoga position. I would be I would be doing the same thing you're doing if I was looking like you when you're over there <laughs> on that ramp. If my, me, I can tell something's up. I mean, you said it the other day. You were like, "Man, whatever you happened from the day to today, you changed." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, because I have yeah. a lot of injuries, and I think it's a little bit different." You, if you ever get really hurt, you tend to it, and I think I've just been. Uh, I got I a little do tend unlucky. to it, but I do feel like that that, that it also sets me up for a new normal that is maybe somewhat compromised and i'm okay with that every time um yeah i think in 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 terms of uh trying to think of the last like pretty bad injury i got i felt like okay I'm, i i don't have that same snap anymore i don't have that same hard pump and i'm not going to chase that i'm i'm accepting of it i'm 53 it's okay like i don't need to blast 12 feet on airs anymore. Yeah, okay. Not that I ever really did that much, but yeah, you did. I had I had I had better speed and better you know what I mean? You better rhythm. You used to be before. able to do 10 foot Japan air on 10 foot transition. Sure. And now world. now I feel like I'm going to hang up on all that stuff and and that that's fine. Okay. I'm but still what about it. just 
Oh, look, I get, if, especially if but it's I could still probably, working. I could probably go your direction and try to get the body work to get that same pump, that get that same okay. snap again. I'd be more worried about just well, your day-to-day -day existing is why I would want you to get adjusted. I would want you yeah, to, I'm you're okay. saying your like, neck leans to one side? Yeah, it's it kind of like, <laughs> I got to always feel like I was going to release it. <laughs> it sucks. I, whenever, I could we, be if, wrong, if, but I think you can see if, somebody. If you, let's put it this way. If you're, if you're over here and you, and, and you, you call my name. Oh, I know, I dude. Turn. I've seen you on the road. When I call out to you and you're crossing the ramp walking. Yeah. And you look up. If it's that side, you have to, you have to. Yeah, but I don't even know that anymore. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, you're that's, that's it. my normal. I'm used to it. It's fine with me. Okay. But I hear people say a lot, like, something wrong with your neck? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not something gonna... wrong with my neck? 40 years of whiplash. What's wrong with my neck? But you could get it. You I do get it worked on. Oh, I'm, not, okay. I'm not ignoring all that. I get it worked on. I get, I get, I get a uh, body and it, work. And it does help. It, it, it does, it does make it a, like looser, but then something will happen. Like I got to drive to LA twice in a week and, and then I'm just up. like, oh, you know, get it's all constant. stiff again. It's constant. Yeah. But you've got to do these that, stupid hey, do, exercises. Like, especially if I have a hard session or if I have, um, if I did get loose for something, you know, if I'm going to try to shoot video or something and then I had a really hard session, I've never done any post work like that, but uh, now, thanks to you, I got the plunge, and we have a sauna, and I mean that is really my first dive into any sort of like post workout body work type of stuff, and I've never been one to do that, but yeah. for sure it helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> There's a few things out there you'd be surprised that help you, I Tony. I did. You I come, know, I know. like the the lady that's working on me when she's like, "You're this and this is that and this is that," and I was like, "Look, we don't all we're not all, you know, paying attention to our bodies as much as some people." I was like, "For for I got a friend." Did you who, say that? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> whose whose neck doesn't work, and he's like, "Yeah." And then I was like, "You should do cold punch." You're like, "What's that?" I'm like. What do you mean? What's that? And then he's then you go, and then this guy goes, Yeah, my wife said that I should probably take that, take that deal and get a cold punch. I'm like, no, you should have made that decision. <laughs> but you don't know what a cold plunge is. And at your level and your yes. age to be as good as you are at sport and to be like, ah. It's hard to it's hard to click into uh into a mode. It's hard to click into a mode where it's like, all right, I gotta. I got to work at this in terms of working out my body. Yeah. That has never been something I've done. I never stretched. Yeah. I never, you know, and, and people always say like, wait. And I just like, I don't know. I, I know how my body works. I drop in. I do a few tricks that I know. You warm up on the street course first. That's your thing. Yeah, for a little bit. But you have to do that before you go to the I don't have to. Oh, okay. Sometimes you just get on the Sometimes ramp. I just do it, yeah, just to just to get my legs moving. But okay. but a lot of times, if I go, if I drop in, there's a few key tricks that I'll do on my warm up run, and that lets me know, oh, you're stiff, like, oh, you got to work on this a little bit. Yeah. And then that that's in my mind during the session is like, oh, you better get that a little better. Oh wow, it's it's hard to explain. It's no, subtle, I get it for sure. But sometimes I'll drop in and I'm like, oh, it's on, like I'm on point. Yeah, let's go. So you assess yourself, yes, with that ride. Yeah, that's it exactly. But and it's and it's a warm up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've got I've got basically two to three runs that I know I'm going to hit certain tricks right when I start skating that I know are are allowing me to assess how the session is going to go or if I need to work extra hard on that session. Okay. Okay. 
Look, it's obviously working so it's not, for you. It's not some great secret. I'm just telling no, you. No, you have no mystery you to your athletic. Yeah, I'm just telling you my process. I don't, I don't quite get it because it works out. <laughs> if, I can do, if I can do a cab on my second or third run and I feel good about it, the session's going to be good. Oh, okay. If I feel like I'm flapping a little bit or it's a little sketchy or I'm like kind of kick turning out of it, mm. then I got to work on it. I mean, that's not the only trick, but that's one of them. I used to have a, uh, a warm-up routine when I got on the ramp, like the same slides. I did the same slides a bunch of around the ramp, all different ways, and I felt like that was, you know, because I would definitely get into some contorted air positions yeah. with my legs while doing these yeah. slides, and I felt like that was my stretch. Like, was it like the stock thing right. where you're touching your toes and bringing your leg up? No, but... That was my stretch, yeah. yeah. But also when, when I would go on tour, I had I had a warm-up run. Andy, Andy McDonald still gives me shit about it because he remembers it. I had a warm-up run and that wasn't like I was I was much looser back then. So I wasn't worried about the stretch. It was more like, what is this ramp like? Yeah. And so I would do the exact same warm-up run to to figure out the ramp and what spots of the ramp are good yeah. or what spots are oververt or undervert. Yeah. And uh it's funny to think about now because I've I've totally let that go. Because you have your ramp and if, if you have my ramp, but also if I go to a new ramp, I just feel like I'm so out of my element that I got to like chill, you know, right. do, do a couple of super basic tricks just to figure it out. I'm totally spoiled by my ramp. It's like, it's a problem. Right. You guys were always, that was half the thing too. When you come to Australia and skate things that I grew up skating and I was like, this thing's a piece of shit. It takes time to get to know this thing. And then you do like a couple of tricks that no one had done yet. In the first fifteen <laughs> yeah. minutes, and we were just like, "What is this? How does how?" Is but it was even- because it was because we were on the road and we were forced to just get used right. to everything. A lot of that, really, it was it wasn't because we were home working on stuff that that would kind of give us that would be a problem for us. But because we were on the road, and it was just like, "Here's your ramp, right?" And they were all very odd. Here's your crowd. Then. They're a little bit more the same everywhere you go these days. Back then, there was like, "You got oh, a bird demo," and it'd please. be like, "I'm like, that's not a." I, I got to say, I remember the, probably the worst vert ramp that I skated in that time frame yeah. in those tours was in Adelaide. Was it a, a a one that was there permanent? I think so. Okay. It was it was basically flat bottom, and then the wall started here. Like there was there was no transition. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was like like they put a transition thing in, but was they, it forgot concrete? To, they forgot to to finish the transition. Yeah, was it concrete? I don't think so. Oh, wow. But but even that, like the transition, it was a small ramp anyway. <laughs> this was super tight. So you would, did it. And then all of a sudden you're up in a vert. It was almost like you were just being enclosed in a vert yeah. ramp. And I remember, I remember doing something pretty basic and just slamming into the next wall. Right. And I remember Lance saying, I watched that happen in slow motion. And I watched you thinking to yourself, I cannot believe I'm going to slam into the wall right now. <laughs> He's like, that's how bad it is. I watched your whole thought process and your body just go, no. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got one. I did a tour in Tasmania. You know, the little yeah. dot we at the bottom of Australia. You've been there. Yeah. Wow. I went with Frankie Hill and Bucky. Oh, it's a way better team. You guys probably could have done something where I was. So it's me by myself. Uh, and they're like, you're doing this demo at a at a pool, a, bo- a big bowl. And I was like, cool, no problem. And they drive me there and I get there and it's a big crowd 
around this bowl. I'm like, whoa, big crowd. I'm like, this, who else is coming? It's like, you. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, man, this is a gnarly demo. I, get, I can't see the bowl because the crowd's so big. I get there and it's like a, it's a, a pool of sorts and the, the cement when they built it fell to the bottom. So it's like a like two-foot transition and like five feet of vert all the way around it. It's unrideable. It's unrivaled. Has anyone skated it? Yeah, people like people skate it, but they don't do stuff on the top of it. Oh, but, I see. But people were there saying right. McTwist. Oh, and I was like, Do you Welcome guys, to my world. This is so I drop in and I go, you know, I go, ee, ee, and I do a kick turn. And they're like, the fuck's what we all come here for? I'm like, and then someone's like, 540. And I'm like, 540. 540. In here, did has anyone ever done it? Nah, mate, you'd be the first. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're fucking damn yeah. right, I'd be the first. And I, and then I remember, you know, trying to skate for like half an hour by myself. No one would even drop Was, in. Did they even cheer? Yeah, if I grind, I, I grinded it, and someone cheered. But I was just like, this is in. You all came here. There's a skateboard shop that was like, we'll bring Ellis to this, and he'll put on a hell of a show. <laughs> and you sell skateboards. <laughs> Yeah, it just didn't. And then the guy that was uh, escorting me around was—he had those blue moccasins on, and it was the first person ever I've ever seen that had a Slayer tattoo on his forearm. And I remember thinking, this guy has no life. Like he's—he's he's probably like got drugs in his pocket. Like this guy scares the shit out of me. And he was my designated driver. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Yeah, Tasmania was a scary place for me. I got the. I remember we we skated jump ramps in Tasmania yeah. and had the biggest crowd for jump ramps. I've I would ever have seen. way rather to jump ramp at that demo. That would have really helped me. I stayed at a dad's house who was a drunk chef. So the kid is like he loves Jason Ellis. So can Jason stay at my oh. house, Dad? Because this is the kind of tour mm -hmm. I'm on. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah. And now the dad's super drunk and he's like questioning me about like skateboarding for a living and how do you really think that's going to go later yeah. on in your life and I'm, <laughs> wow. and I'm looking at the kid like you set me up i am about to tell your dad to fuck off like <laughs> you know what i mean because he's yeah. drunk as well and yeah. i was like i don't i'm gonna go to bed and like you know sleeping and stuff, yeah. like and i'm sleeping i'm like a toy the kid's got me in his room <laughs> and i'm just toy. like eh, good night jason ellis i'm like man <laughs> fuck this I'd rather uh, sleep with the Slayer guy. That so your experience, especially with the 540, yeah. that, that was that was my experience on Bones Brigade tours all through the 80s. McTwist right. to the point where I had to learn a McTwist on the Bones Brigade mini ramp. I remember you doing that. Yeah, like I it was because I would just that's all I would hear. I was like, all right, I'm just going to learn how to do a 540 on this thing. And then fast forward 15 years, it was 900, 900 on everything. Yeah, 900, 900 anywhere. So, but but uh. I had a similar experience to that. Not as bad, obviously, but um, a few years ago, we went to South Africa to go to the Skatistan uh, yeah, yep. opening in, in Johannesburg. Okay. And to go, uh, you know, to go, to basically just to raise awareness and to do the ribbon cutting and everything because Skatistan's amazing, right? Yeah. Their their uh, projects are in, are awesome, and I took we took a couple of the kids there, and then. I thought, what a waste to go to South Africa. I haven't been there in, I don't know, 10 years to go there and not do some sort of public exhibition. Yeah. So we like scrambled to set up a public exhibition 
um, got a random sponsor from some social media network there. And we said, okay, we're coming. Like, and then I got a couple of birdhouse guys to come. And we went to the Germiston skate park, which is basically a snake run with the craziest, it's still there. So people in South Africa are like, yeah, yeah. Like the, the walls are, are this tall, totally vert. It comes out and then it empties into a bowl, but the bowl is only a half sphere, right? Of the this, bowl. Was this originally made for <clears throat> skateboarding? Yeah. Okay. So, and if you see picture, you look it up, like Germiston, Tony Hawk, you'll see it. it was madness because we couldn't actually, I never been there. They just said, that's the only place that will, you know, basically host us. Yeah. It's a public skate park, but we couldn't see the park at all. Cause the, there were just people everywhere. How many people? Thousands, five, 5,000, maybe 4,000. So just a sea of people around sea of this people. thing. I, I mean, at least, at least three or 4,000. And they've never seen a pro, a pro skateboarder in real life. Nobody. Right. right, you'd be the first right. person ever be in the country to do a demo. Right, so, but they've seen the internet, and then and they know that you do nine hundreds. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the. Well, I probably I'm sure people said it. I just tune it out now. But um, <laughs> but but the cool thing was is that it was it was this half. So picture picture a half bowl like this, and then it just ends, right? Because the the extensions go down, and then it goes into the snake run. So there's not some gradual way that you can skate the bowl. So you either skate the snake run, hit the face wall. Or you you get the very corners to ride like a half pipe. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And the other thing is there's this strip that's basically like a rumble strip across the right where the flat meets the wall. Why? That kills all your speed. For whatever reason, however they did it, there's just this patch of um of concrete that that is super rough. So you go like <laughs> right. But but in the very last, I don't know why I'm going so into the weeds here, but in the very last two feet or so of the edge of, of where the, I'm saying the end of this bowl is, there's no rumble strip. Oh, so you're riding So if this- you hug the edge, <laughs> you can do half pipe runs. It was so hard. It was so hard. <laughs> but you went for it. Oh yeah, we went hard. Like you went- you we, did- were, we, 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 got, we got some goods. Like we- we were doing errors and stuff like that. But then if, you, if you got out of the zone and you try to get speed, you hit the rumble strip, then then you start to fall forward because your your board is just yeah. almost coming to a stop. But I but I remember this because I was like, all right, I'm gonna do a McTwist. Like I'm gonna do a McTwist. Yeah. It was it was it was steep enough, big enough. Right. And to and I know enough about if you're a skateboarder and you're pro and a pro comes to your town, the first McTwist to ever be done in your country, yeah. it's a it's a festive. Yeah. It's yeah. very exciting. And, and, and we, and, you know, I had a good, like, uh, let's see, um, who else was there? Uh, sorry, my mind's a blank. Um, Sean Hale was there. Uh, David Loy was there. Uh, I think Jaws was there. So we had a good crew. Oh, like they were excited, you know, and, and they were, they were, they were all doing some, some super sick stuff, mostly on the face wall. Um, but then I just thought, all right, I'm gonna, you know, this is too crazy. I'm going to make choice. So I, I start to get, some errors, but I got to stay in that little zone to get speed. So right when I go up to try to like get enough speed, I hit the rumble strip and then still was like, nah, I got it. And it screwed up my timing, went to make twist, bounced off the coping on my shins. I mean, like all, all weight, all, <laughs> all impact on my shin and then bounced in. And uh, I just knew it immediately. I was like, I, like my shin is split open for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. And so I check it. It's just, you know, wide open yeah. like horror movie style so you're bleeding everywhere 
I'm bleeding, but at the same time, I'm not going to just be like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm out, oh, you know. You're going to make a McTwist. No, I couldn't. I knew I knew then, like, the twist was out of the question. It was just impossible to stay in that little that, that little death zone yeah. to try to spin it. And also, like, because it's a bowl, if you start to carve it all, the, 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 the curve is going to oh sneak up on you, God, hang out, whatever. So sketchy. It, it, yeah, it was whatever. I was <laughs> You're going for it. it was, I was going for it. So I go to the end of the bowl, or go, go to the end of the snake run where the other guys were starting, get all the speed, and then do a front flip out at the end. Nice. Like ender, shin still intact. And then luckily, because of the way the snake run was, it was this perfect sort of tunnel exit to get away from the crowd. Because oh. the whole crowd was around the bowl. And a lot of times, especially in that in that scenario, because I'm already bleeding, I, I don't I don't want to look like a dick and not sop and sign autographs and stuff, but right. I, I was in medical need. Right, you needed stitches. <laughs> I, yeah, I needed right. stitches. And so I dropped it, I did the flip out, dropped in, skated through the snake run and then to the car. And I, and I, uh, I told my wife and, and our kids like, hey, you guys, after this, like be in the car. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. Like, this is the escape route. This is what's happening. We're right. out here. And it worked, but, um, but and then I went to, uh, <clears throat> And then the, the pharmacies there do not have the same stuff that we have. So trying to get steri strips was so hard. So you didn't get it stitched? No, I knew I could I knew I could tape it up. Okay. Um oh Perlman. Perlman went out and got maybe Steven Perlman. Yeah. He was our tour manager back then. He actually set up the whole demo to his credit, like on a whim, he set up this giant public demo. It's pretty awesome. And got a sponsor for yeah. it. Like that was really impressive. Um he works for USA skiing now, but uh so he went, I, I sent him to get Steri strips and I'll never forget when he finally returned, he's like, do you understand this was the, one of the hardest missions I've ever been on to get- He's been on some missions. And he's been on some missions, yeah. yeah. And he finally, he did find them. And I just, I, whatever, I closed it up, went on with my day. You got some disgusting shins, you know that? You want to see them? I mean, they're disgusting, you guys. Like, they're just ugly. Look at that. Like, look at that. But that, look at that's it's all healed. It's disgusting. This one that goes all the way down to my sock was from the Flow Rider. Man, that looks like like the 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 amount of the one that I got. Oh, I think it was on your shirt. It looks like a shock attack. What's that? The one that I got. From, God, that is right here. That's from Germiston. Yeah. Because that one like hit up high. And your your other leg is way worse though. I know but that's still pretty hideous. Because this is my foot that I go, that I uh, take bales with. So that's the first foot down. And if it gets tangled on my board, it's all mostly from grip tape. Uh, so like I'm, if, I'm, if I kick my board away and it gets tangled under my feet, that foot goes down first and then it gets the grip tape. Do you think you have so much scar tissue that when you bump it, it cuts easier? Always. All right. Cause you know, there's a surgery I bumped for into I bumped into a chair on our, uh, during our Halloween party. Yeah. And, and you're bleeding everywhere. It, no, but it but it it just lingered for like two weeks. It was just like a cut. Like I just bumped into it. I didn't yeah. even scrape it. You know, MMA guys get those cut out because they have it on their face so much that uh, they get the scar tissue cut out so that they don't cut so easy. Because some people when they get too but many, it gets replaced with something. I don't know how they do it, but you, I have a couple of friends that they get the scar tissue cut out so that way when oh scar tissue cut out and have their bone rounded on the side because some people have sharper uh, skull shapes than others. And the, the doctor- Oh, will, so that doesn't, yeah. Because it's the impact on yeah. the blade. Well, I mean, that's why 
you know, that's why I have all these scars right here. Yeah, cause you hit your head, you hit your face a few times. Yeah, good for you, Tony. <laughs> Yay! That makes me feel good because I, you know, I did that the other day, and I figured you'd never done it, but you do a lot, stupid. What's <laughs> yeah, up with you? I've, I've done it quite a few. Right, times. you really <laughs> yes. have. Yeah, it's quite a thing for you. I did actually have one time I, I hit my shin on a bench. I remember went in to get stitches. This is when I was younger, and the doctor stuck his finger into my cut and then got to my bone to feel if I chipped my bone. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just feeling your bone. And I then I go, well, you, can see, you, can, you can feel it. He's like, you can see it right here. He takes his finger out and he's like, there's your bone. Oh, cool. I remember one time I was uh, skateboarding on the street in front of a vert ramp and I did a backside 180 up onto the sidewalk and I was about to do a switch 180 and I was looking down and then out of the corner of my eye, I saw the pole and I was like, oh no, a pole. It went like that and jumped in front of the pole and my foot flicked up and there was just some bracket welded on the side oh. of the pole. And my shin just goes, Bang! and I'm stuck on it. Oh, my God. So I have to pull my leg off the pole, and it's like a bracket that's pretty wide. So I just made a sweet just slot up against the side of my shin. So I go to the hospital. They're like, whoa, you know, blood everywhere. And they go, you know, we're going to you know, get this in here. And, and uh, they got nurses trying to put, uh, what's the things you toss salads with? The Tongs. Pink, tongs. Plastic tongs. Oh, to hold it together. So, <laughs> so, that, so I'm watching this. I'm watching this lady put tongs in the hole, then other tongs in the hole, and yeah, start to, pulling it together so that they can they can stitch it up. So he starts stitching it. Yep. She pulls the tong out, and it goes ping, ping, ping. <laughs> and After he, the stitches were in, and he goes, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then they go back in with the salad tosses, pull it back in. Now he's doing stitches from way yeah, yeah, back yeah, over yeah. here, and I'm like. Maybe I'm going to puke have- on myself. <laughs> no. So disgusting. Now we're just going tit for tat. Okay, so. Mine are all covered now, but trust me, they're bad. I, I got another time I went to this urgent care because I, I ripped my shin open. Oh, it was when the when I first tried the loop. Oh, I, okay. I scraped my shin on the edge of the loop. And uh, uh, I went to the urgent care to get it taken care of. And I would go to this one urgent care. It was kind of close to my house. And so the doctor had given me stitches a couple times maybe two or three times. And I go there and he's like, I, I can't, there's no more skin. <laughs> it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like getting the tongs. It was just like, I can't do anything for you. Like what, there's no more. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know. But, but can you just, and so he, he did it begrudgingly, like what? mad at me while he's closing my shin up. Yeah. And then he's going to get paid for it, obviously. Yeah. But but it was like it was like that scenario. But Madison, those nurses and that doctor are mad at you. Oh, they were. Yeah, no, I I can. They were. Oh, they were. Yeah, I, dude, I've offended so many doctors from being hurt. It's kind of bullshit. But uh, but I remember feeling like feeling guilty, and Not I just me. Thought, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I I just need this fixed up. No, I was a full asshole. I remember the the broken wrist one, and they had the thing, and I cut the cast off here, and then I slammed and smashed the pin out, and when I got there. He sees that I've cut my cast oh, yeah. off and that the pin's hanging out. He, you know, he was very mad. And I remember thinking, just give me some painkillers and get, I don't care about you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm surviving over yeah. here. Like, you don't understand skateboard contests and how much they mean to me. Like, yes, I had to get that off. How else do I grab Indy? Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't care if he didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, that was my doctor. Was more, I was just, it was more. It was more that it wasn't like I was apologetic. It was just more that. Well, I guess I got to find someone else if this happens right, again. Right. Because this guy is going to turn me away. Yeah, and you're going to be back. Oh, I'm going to be back. Yeah. Well, no, but I figured out how to do it myself after that. No. Nah. 
Not. I mean, just in terms of in terms of like what requires stitches and what doesn't. Oh, okay. I, I, like I, I had a better gauge of that, and that I could do it with steri strips, and I could cover myself. And and have you ever tried stitches without the needle before it? Wait, what? You know how they give you the numbing needle before stitches? Oh yeah, and without that- it, yeah, because I don't feel my shins. I don't need the numbing needle. Whoa. I said to the guy, hey, I'm sick of that needle thing. It hurts too much. Just give me the stitches. He's like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah. Why? Is that crazy? He's like, let me see. I'll just do one and we'll see how you feel. Yeah, but you're saying he's going way on the outside. I fuck really hurt. <laughs> I was like, give me I, the needle. Yeah, my shins are, they're so destroyed. I don't really feel them. That's the thing though. Is I, I, only, I only sense impact on them. Right. So I don't know the severity of it until I look at you it. You should be a Muay Thai fighter. You'd be excellent. <laughs> cool. We'll do that next week. All right. We've got to go. That was a long show. You're welcome, everybody. We can't stop. Like and inscribe. <laughs> You're awesome at that. See you next week. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.